0: hello welcome back this is heavenly favor episode 3 and today you guys will be blessed i have my brother joshua with me Um, not the joshua of the bible but pretty close (laughs) um joshua collier he's a, a a great man and uh he's oh man the calling on his life is very very strong and the anointing is even stronger and um you, you have the opportunity to preach this Sunday, so I know that this time is very valuable mm-hmm. to you, and uh, I, I'm very uh, thankful that you could take time out of your busy week to come through and uh, spend a little time with us, but um, I believe that you have something for us, and it'll be a blessing to us, so this is Heavenly Favor, and we're on a journey uh, to to build up leaders, and and really teach you who you are or help you discover who you really are because the greatness is already inside of you Mm.
1: well thanks Jabri. i really appreciate that intro man and uh if i could just say a little bit about our relationship i've uh jabri came into my life at just the perfect time whenever i just moved to murfreesboro and uh Whenever he and I met at church, we clicked instantly, uh, very like-minded, and I just got to say how, how honored I am to be your friend and be, be your brother, and how proud I am of you alone to, to write your book here. If you haven't gotten your copy, make sure you do that, uh, and also building your uh, your brand with Heavenly Dose and all the amazing things that the Lord's doing for you. Just incredibly honored to be here, and uh, <clears throat> like Jabri said, I, I actually do get the honor to preach about this topic this coming Sunday. Um Today's the 24th, so, you know, I I was I thought it was perfect timing just to get a little bit of extra practice for Sunday, and so I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Man, that's amazing. Yes. uh, So, man, you you have uh, since we met, we just grew closer, and and from the moment we met, we clicked, and um, man, God has just brought together some great people in my Mm -hmm. life, and I'm very thankful for that. Absolutely. Um, And and I wish you blessings on this weekend. Um, But, so... I wanna just go ahead and dive in. I know that people are they're they're on here and they're hungry mm. to, to know what you have for them. Wow. So I, I pray that they have like, you know, a journal or uh, paper yes. and pen so they can write down some of the 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 mind blowing stuff that you have for us that God is gonna just drop some wisdom mm. and some knowledge down into you.
1: Absolutely. Today's definitely a note taking day. So uh, <laughs> absolutely. So what are we gonna be talking today, Debbie? To
0: Man, uh, so we're going to be talking about identity again (laughs) Because that's the foundation And nobody, uh, we're all growing in who we are and more and more each day, sanctification, we should be more growing like Jesus and really finding out how we were crea- created and why we were created and what we mm. were created for. Mm. So it's an ongoing process. And if there's somebody that uh, that says they have it all figured out, man, I would really sit down with them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that we, any of us have it figured out. So mm. we're all growing. And so, again, we're talking about identity. Awesome. Well, what uh,
1: this topic alone has meant, like, so much for me personally because my father, a little bit about myself, my father's been a pastor uh, going on 44 years now. So I've always grown up in a Christian-based home, uh, always had spiritual mentors in my life. And so this topic of identity is one that's always stood out to me very, very uh a, a, just a lot and you know ever since i was probably like seven years old I, I understood that we had to have been created uh and created for a purpose but also very intentionally by by a creator so that so that we could have a relationship with him with our creator and so um that was like i said w- revealed to me at a very young age um <clears throat> and just recently it's become very uh, concrete in my understanding. And I look forward to growing with you and learning more about it and with your followers and discussing all the multiple things that you know have been revealed to us through the Holy Spirit about this topic. But one, the biggest thing I think that we can talk about our identity is the fulfillment therein of our identity. And because I believe that nowadays you have so many people curious about what is my purpose? What am I here for? I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what I've been created for. And I think all of that draws back to who we were created to be.
0: Amen. Um, I'm going to, I usually don't do this, but I'm going to correct you because I, I want them, mm-hmm. I want my listeners to know that you guys are not followers. You guys are leaders, and we are, uh, and we are here to, to help equip you and to help you realize that no matter who you are, you're a leader, mm. and I believe that everybody has that leadership seed inside of them, and we're here to you know, water that. Absolutely. So I guess the question stands:
1: Why, you know, why is our identity so important? Why do you believe that our, our identity is very important, Jabri?
0: Because if you don't know who you are, you won't you won't walk in the right direction. You won't say the right things. You won't believe in yourself. You, you'll be lost on a path and you won't even know where, you, where you're going. You know, when you discover your identity, um, you know who you are, you know whose you are, mm. and you know where you're going and, and why. So all, all these questions that, that you have for yourself, that you constantly ask yourself, like, what is my purpose? What am I here for? Um, you know, why has God made me this way? you know those are all identity questions mm-hmm. and it's very important I feel like everybody is seeking those questions absolutely uh, and it's very important to know the answers and I'm me being a uh, a Christ follower and a believer I believe that the Bible has the answer to all those questions and um, so I really want to dive in and and see you know how God you know what God says about me. Mm. And that's the most important thing,
1: because when we look at Scripture, which we're actually just about to dive right into Scripture, um, because I believe that if we're allowing, because we got so many different distractions, different people, social media, Mm -hmm. all these different things trying to tell us who we are, what we're worth, what we're able to do and what we're not. Um, And I believe that at the end of the day, it's very important to be able to come back to an, an objective source of truth about who we are, and like you said, whose we are, which is the starting of figuring
0: out who we are. Yeah, that's so true, whose we are. You know, let's think about this. Uh, We're gonna go into story time. I'm a a writer and I love stories. So let's think about someone that has a a prominent uh, father, a father that in the city he's well known and the people hold him up to high regard. You know, it in that situation, if you're his child, you're grown. You have grown up knowing who your father is, and knowing what he does, and knowing his integrity and how people see him. And so, you want to live up to that. Mm. And uh, and it and it teaches you and grows uh, and it's implanted in you uh, how you should walk, how you should talk, and the places you should go. So it's the same thing in the kingdom. Once you figure out that God the Father, the creator of all things, He's my, he's my Father, hmm. and I'm His child, we walk differently, we talk differently, we won't go to the same places as before. You do carry a different confidence with you, um, and I,
1: I guess my uh or we could start with this what would be like why is fulfilling our identity very important uh and like i said this topic was something that stood out to me from a very young age and obviously fulfilling our identity or i guess you could say actualizing or coming to terms with who you've been created to be this fulfilling your identity that i keep saying isn't an event that happens it's a spiritual process that takes place over the course of our life, mm. but I do believe that there is an event that the Bible talks about that when we meet Jesus face to face, that will be like the litmus test of determining whether or not we lived up to our created our our, our created identity. Mm. And so, when we see Jesus face face to face, if we don't look anything like him, then like you were saying, if I don't look anything like my father, then I'm going to walk differently. I'm going to have a different confidence about me. So. Knowing who you've been created to be starts with knowing who created you.
0: Mm. So what, is that, what does that mean to you, fulfilling your identity? What does fulfilling my identity mean? Yes. Are, are, is that, am I saying that right? Yeah, here? absolutely. The, the fulfillment part. Mm-hmm. How, how do you fulfill? Like, what, what do you mean by fulfilling? Well, I would say that in Genesis... One, one,
1: at the very beginning of the Bible, uh, we get a, a glimpse at, at the creation scene. God stepping out of eternity into history to start to start this. And well, to begin to know what fulfilling my identity means, um, I first have to understand that one, it is a process, but two, I got to know uh, who created me, right? Like, let's say if I got an iPhone for the first time, make it very practical. So I get an iPhone, I've never seen an, uh, an iPhone before. And I open it up and I pull out my phone and if I don't read the instruction manual, if I don't read what Apple, the manufacturer has said about the purpose, the function, the utility of this phone, yeah. then if I've never seen it before, I may try to use it for a hammer, I may try to use it for a cutting board. And we all know that iPhones, iPads aren't used for that. Yeah. But if ha- if it weren't, for my knowledge about what Apple makes and and they even put a manufacturer's letter in the box to tell you what the use is for. But if I don't know anything about that, if I don't read the manufacturer's letter and hear about what Apple has to say about their product, then I may just misuse it and I won't use the created purpose of the iPhone for what it was made for. Mm -hmm. In the same sense, God kinda gave us a instruction manual for life called the Bible, and there's a cool acronym I like for the Bible. It's basic instruction before leaving earth. We have some basic instructions to follow, but the reason I love this topic of identity is because it's all about Jesus. At every single turn, it points back to our creator. So we gotta know something about our creator and it's that God himself is a, what we call tri, a tripartite being, three parts. So father, spirit, and son, we all know that. So my question for you, is, Jabri, is how do you think man has been created in God's image? Because the second scripture that we're going to look at is Genesis one twenty six, where God says, let us make man in our image. It's mm-hmm. plural. So in what ways do you think man has been created in God's image?
0: I'm still learning and growing on that because uh, on his image and, and likeness, you know i believe that i I don't believe because we're all created um unique Mm -hmm. so we all look different in in the flesh but for some reason the characteristics of what we're made of on the inside are all the all the same not talking about gifts and talents talking about you know uh that we all think and we all have thoughts and we you know so and, and I believe that it's the the spirit, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're made in His likeness and spirit. That's a huge word that you said right there, because if you think about it,
1: can we go ahead and turn to First uh, Thessalonians?
0: Okay. I would
1: good. like to go ahead and do that. So the scripture we're going to take a look at now is we're gonna, we're going to be jumping around scriptures here just to kind of get a bigger framework for what we're working with here. But uh, would you would you mind reading First Thessalonians for me, uh, five twenty three.
0: Yes, first that's on, it says, 523 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and make your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is so good.
1: And it's so good because we actually get a look at the chronological order of creation for our whole being it didn't say body spirit soul or body or any other order it was spirit soul and then body Mm -hmm. just like god is father spirit son so are we in three uh, three parts of a whole person and so god in genesis 126 looked at himself looked at the triune nature of God, and I imagine it like a, a, a potter with clay, was forming our spirit first. He created us in His mind and formed our spirit in His likeness. So I imagine it, God the Father is, is almost molding us, forming us in His image, but He's looking up and He's looking at Jesus because that's the image that we're created in. He said we looked at ourself, said, God said to himself, let us make man in our image. And so I imagine that he's looking at Jesus, which Jesus we must know is the ultimate standard for all creation. The highest standard, the, the apex, the climax of all creation is Jesus. And so that's the image that we are created in. Mm-hmm. And I think understanding that is absolutely so critical because like I said earlier, it points right back to Jesus. And so not only is He the one whose image we are created in, but He is the one who spoke us into existence as John 1.1 1, 1 tells us.
0: Does that make sense? Yes. I love what you said um, about it all points back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, that I love that, that it points back to Jesus because we were created in His image and likeness. So when people walk around and oh man it, it just kills me when when people don't really know who they are I, I always have these stories <laughs> for the podcast but today you know this guy said uh, he didn't know me he was joking around and you know with some with some things and he, he told him he when I told him you know what I do. He was like, "Oh man, <laughs> I'm sorry." You know. Whoa. And afterwards, I was walking away. He said, "Man, I'm gonna call you one day for, uh, for some counseling and some for some advice." Uh-huh. And, and that's you know he's looking for his identity. Wow. But he said, "I'm not ready yet." Oh my goodness. And um, man. It's like people know (laughs) they do know that they don't know who they are yet.
1: Oh, that's so powerful, but
0: (laughs) so powerful, but they're always seeking for that. They are, and uh, that's why I love you know that what I'm doing and and just showing people who they are. And and that, and I think I said in an episode too that it's just freeing, Mm. it's freeing. That you don't have to be like what society tells you or what the world puts on you. You could be who you were created to be, and it's it's not uh, that yoke is so light because you, there's no burdens with it. Right. You get to walk freely and do freely, and and not have uh, that conviction on you and those burdens on you that the world has put on you.
1: I was just about to ask you where do you think that those convictions and those burdens come from, and I think you hit it right on the nail with it's the world it makes us want to forget who we are Mm. and i think that's so powerful because i want to talk about just the bible in general for a second like i said at the very beginning we have to have a source of objective truth that the world can't touch Mm. when everything in this world is so subjective to other people's opinions because we got three three enemies also by the way we have our flesh the world and the devil to deal with who are all trying to make us forget who we are created to be also who created us Jesus and so the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy and if we forget who we are then those things are likely going to happen but like Jabri said you get to walk around with this confidence almost a swagger just knowing who you are you got it going on ain't nobody can tell you nothing you're gods and that's it and I think that that's a very important component that confidence that comes with saying I know who I am and I know whose I am and then you're you got like spiritual, you know, bulletproof armor on.
0: Get mm. to walk around with the, the full armor of God.
1: The full armor <laughs> of God. The scripture, uh, there's a segment of scripture that says, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, the Holy Spirit just dropped this in my mind though. And is the scripture? The scripture says the uh, all creation is groaning in pains of like childbirth mm. for the sons of man to be revealed. Mm. That scripture is saying. That all the earthquakes, all the tsunamis, all the fires, all the murdering, all of this stuff is going on because nobody knows who they are. <laughs> because nobody knows who they are, and if we did, we wouldn't. the The earth wouldn't be acting like it is. We wouldn't be killing people. We wouldn't have problems with abortions and anything like this. Mm-hmm. Not to get into that on this topic, but <laughs> but I think it just goes to show what happens when we don't know who we are.
0: That's so good. So there was a, a you you said something about uh, Genesis 1-1 mm. and that's the beginning of all things and uh, I would like for you to, to dive in deeper on, okay. on that story of of our creation, the very beginning because you you said it's Jesus and everything points back to Jesus but God said something at the very beginning and, um, mm. and it's a story and it tells us the direction from where we need to go. Absolutely. So
1: I look at the Bible as like a timeline, also. God had to step out of eternity into history. So when God created, when he began his creation, it was and I, I wonder why why did God feel the need to create? And in my sermon, I included this also, and it's a little like riddle it goes like, a song's not a song till you sing it, a bell's not a bell till you ring it. The love in your heart was not meant to put there to stay. The love in your heart's meant to love's not a love until you give it away, pretty much. Love isn't love until you give it away. And so God in and of himself is love and there was so much of it, but no one else to experience it with. And I think in God in his overflow of himself and his love, he created us to have a relationship with us so that it's for not that God needs us, but lo- his love wouldn't be love until he gave it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Until somebody could acknowledge it. So we, we look at creation in, in, in its whole, right? You have God, who is a triune being, three parts, created man, three parts, spirit, soul, body, in that order. And then we have non-human creation. We have human creation and non-human creation, which is everything else. Air, all the elements, everything else. And so when well, you look at non-human creation, you, we have three components there also debris. And those three components are space, time, and matter. And we got to figure out, so that's where, what, and when. So when, who put what, where, and when did he do it? That's the question that we have to answer, the, the four Ws, who, what, when, where. And the rest of the Bible explains why, why he did this. And so I believe that in the first ten words of the Bible— all of those questions are answered. So we have in the beginning, there's your when, there's your time, God, there's your who, who's the author, who's the creator, he created, there's what he did, the heavens, there's your space, there's where he put it, (laughs) and then the earth, there's the matter, there's what he created it with. And I think that because those are the first 10 words of the Bible and we've gotten all that out of the way, and so I think that th- that God created non-human creation in three components and man in three components just in his image as Genesis 126 says just to go- goes to point out the intentionality of God mm. that we may experience him in every part of his being also does that, a- that kind of help answer what you wanted me to say
0: yeah that was that was uh, good how you you broke it down like that. You know, <laughs> I've never thought of it that mm-hmm. way. You know, the the, uh, the the it was just three. You know, first we have God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son. Mm-hmm. Then we have our, our mind, uh, by our our spirit, uh, soul, and then we have our body, and then we have um, time, space, and matter. Mm-hmm. And you said in the in the ten in the first ten words. God answers a lot of our questions. He does the the how, the when, the where. Uh, well, the how, the how, the why, the the when, and the where, and then the rest of the Bible is the why. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and, and like I said, this this message has been cultivating in my my spirit for a very long time, and so I received that. Not I didn't I didn't come up with that. I heard that from another evangelist, um, but. To go even deeper,
0: Hmm.
1: we look at space, time, and matter. Space is length, width, and height. There's another three. Matter is solid, liquid, and gas. There's another three. And then time is past, present, and future. Hmm. There's another three. And then, like you said, we have our spirit, our soul, our body. Our soul is our mind, will, and our emotions. So, Jabri, in the midst of all that God has created, do you know the one thing that he gave us control over? Our,
0: our thoughts. That's
1: our mind. Yeah. And I think that that's where it begins. We have, uh, and I believe our mind is either a, an untrained mind or a trained mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's either filled with truth or filled with lies. Mm. And that's why it's important to have our mind filled with the truth of who we've been created to be. So that we might be able to do or function or fulfill our purpose for which our Creator set out for us. So, just going back to Apple, imagine if imagine if Apple didn't include the uh, the instruction manual or the manufacturing label or anything like that. Then you'd have a whole bunch of people using your iPhones for like baseballs mm-hmm. and like cutting boards and things like that. And it just goes to show that if we don't read our instruction manual, then how are we? ever supposed to figure out who we're created to be
0: yeah so I have <laughs> I have an a, a iPad Pro <laughs> uh, 12 inch mm-hmm. and if you pull that out without and you didn't know what it was you would probably use it as a cutting board or you know a, a big mirror or something. exactly <laughs> a big mirror, right uh, but I love where we're going with this and that we have to meditate Mm. On God's thoughts. Oh yes. Because that's our instruction manual mm. on who we really are. Is God's thoughts about us? Wow. And and when you were you, I, I did, I'm not sure exactly what you said is, but our our thoughts um, corrupted, you know, and that comes from the enemy and, and the world. Yeah. <laughs> when we let when we meditate on on what they say um that's whenever our thoughts are corrupted but the right thoughts and the right thinking um is what god thinks about us and once we meditate on how he thinks about us then that that transforms how we live our life that
1: is yes you said it man it's that transforming factor um Really, I think I think that's so important. And I want to stay right there for a second um, about going back to the Bible. Let's talk about John 1, verse 1.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So most people know this scripture. And it's in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And it goes on, and I'm not going to read the entire thing, but it says that Jesus pretty much is the Word, and God spoke the Word, which was Jesus, and created all things. But Jesus was also the one whose image we're created in. Mm-hmm. And so we also have our physical word, the Bible. So when you piece all this together in your mind, it almost sounds like when I read the Bible, I'm reading the image of the person that I'm created in. And then this is just a story, like a love letter about Jesus. And so when we read the Bible, we are literally taking steps toward filling, fulfilling our identity.
0: Mm.
1: And that blew my mind away. Because now the Bible just became really personal. In fact, it became so personal that that's the only thing in all of creation that I have
0: to tell me who I am. That's so good. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me, and it just hit me. It said, you know, in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning, Mm. there was the Word, right? Yes. So the Word the word mm-hmm. and Jesus was the word and you know he was wrapped in flesh and he came down right and Jesus came down to with your eyes physically he came down so you could see the word mm. so you could see someone acting that out Yes. but in the beginning in the beginning when God was creating the earth like that and, and he said you know, he created us for intimacy, right? Oh, yeah. And we in the garden, he was talking to Adam and Eve, and he was talking to them one-on-one because he just wanted that intimacy. He wanted them to know who he is. Mm. And by knowing who he is, that would form how they should act, right? But when, when they fell, he needed a different way to speak to us. Mm. right so he gave us the word (laughs) the word right yes so that's another way for him to speak to us but it says the word was what jesus wrapped in flesh so (laughs) the word that we're reading is really just jesus exactly And, and it's just another way to this word is just another way to communicate to us who we are and that intimacy, God wants us to know, just like in the beginning, he wants us to know who he is and what his character is and how he handles things and, and how he He thinks about us. And that, again, that's transforming because that's his whole goal. He's like, he's like, I want you to know who I am so we could so so you could act and live that out so we could be in, in close proximity. Mm.
1: That intimacy is very is very important because I believe that God didn't just, you know, make us and, and let us go. Right. I think that, that, like you said, God wants a intentional relationship with us, but when we have all these distractions with other people telling us who we, who we ought to be, then we can't really know God because mm. and we can't really know ourselves because he is the one who, who, whose image we're created in. Um, mm, that's so good. That's so good. Well, I think that um, I think that I had another scripture that I wanted to to bring up, and it was um, Proverbs twenty three seven. So, if we could turn there.
0: Yes, Proverbs twenty three seven. Awesome. Wanna- sure, sure. So,
1: there's different translation for this. Uh, norm- the the King Ch- the King James version says uh, that what a man believeth about himself, deep in his heart. To be true, he is, right? So, but this version um, is a little bit different. It says, for as he drinks, as he thinks in his heart, sorry, as he drinks, there's a drink right above it. (laughs) For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Hmm. Remember how I said the only thing we have control over is our thoughts? Well, what is our heart? Well, you look at the word heart in the Greek, And it it translates to something people either call it like our sacred gift, our our subconscious mind. It's our human spirit. It's the first thing that God created. And if you look at the human creation as like three little circles that go out, here in the very center is our heart. The heart of our being is our spirit. So as we think in our heart, so am I, right? But if those thoughts aren't God's thoughts, then we are not even thinking. We're living in deception. And to put it blunt, we are living in deception when we aren't thinking God's thoughts. And that is why a relationship with Jesus and being soaked and saturated and meditating on Scripture and truth is so critical because then we're able to tap in
0: to the mind of Christ. I love that that we have to let it seep down into our heart. And that and that comes from meditating on God's thoughts. Um, and I was reading the word, you know, um, I didn't, this isn't, uh, this is just something that I just got right now because all week God said, you're in a new season. Mm. And uh, I was like, okay, God, I, I understand. So what is this season? He said, um, he said, well, it's time, to, it's time to feast. And I said, time to feast? And so I was like, uh, I don't know about it. we going to have to show me, like, a, am I going to get a bunch of blessings? Like, I'm just looking for it. And so I'm reading the word and constantly over and over again, all the scriptures that I went to, it says, eat the word, eat, it. <laughs> eat the word, e- eat these words. You know, the angel of the Lord says, come and eat this. So we're supposed to, to, to eat eat the word, mm. eat his thoughts about us. And one of the scriptures was talking about that when you eat the word and it goes down, it's bitter and distasteful to our stomach, right? Mm. But by the time it reaches our mouth again, it'll be like honey. Mm. <laughs> so it's bitter in our stomach, but it's it's like honey in our mouths. Because, and that took, that's because they, they ate the word. And they meditated on it, and they digested it, and they let it sink in, and they let it sit in their stomach, and it, it and it was kind of better. But by the time it was in their heart and they were speaking it, that it was like honey. Mm. I think that's so
1: symbolic for when we receive a new truth in the place of a lie mm. that we've become comfortable with, mm. and it's it's like pruning a plant. You know, there's 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 parts of a plant a gardener would know sometimes to prune even with this rose right here to a a part of the petal to either cut it off or to prune it so it'll grow more and god's thoughts are often pruning and whenever we are living in a place that's offensive to him or living up to something that he didn't create us to be it's gonna be painful getting that out Mm. it's gonna be like grafting you know a a new bone right we're we got to get cut open. He's got to do some, some sculpting on us, and it, it's, un- it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned something, though, and I wanted to uh, come back to it, and it's about that meditation. And I think that going back to the symbology of, um, of what you are saying, eating it, when we, that, that image that we get of eating something, it's, it's reading it and meditating on it. And that's the key word, meditation, on, on this truth. And so there's two different types of meditation that I want to distinguish between, because a lot of people think that meditation is let me get my candles. I'm oh, sorry, let me do this and let me get all my stuff together. And, and no, that's that is what we would you know typically look at as like an Eastern form of meditation where you align your chakras and this New Age theory movement and all this stuff that you really need to be aware of. But the the new form, the Christian perspective of meditation. Is detaching from our thoughts, but not attaching to nothing. We're reattaching to the mind of Christ in meditation, thoughtful meditation on the truth on Scripture. Therefore, we can actually digest who who we've been created to be.
0: Mm. Uh, so, again, the Holy Spirit is just speaking to me. You said that that when we read the Word, when we read God's Word, we've been living in this world for so long that we believe these lies about ourselves and when we read god's word um it's the truth yes and it, and it's kind of hard at first because you've been believing this lie all your life right so um i'm gonna just completely wreck what we're doing in this podcast and i want to pray for whoever's listening right okay, now please do and um so we're just going to bow our heads and and I'm going to let the Lord lead me. Lord, I thank you for uh, whoever is listening right now. Lord, I thank you for my brother and my sister. Lord, I thank you for their life. Lord, I thank you for the words that are sinking in right now. And I thank you for the words that you speak over them, Lord. And I pray against any words that have not been spoken of you that those lies that they have that they have held on to those lies that they're grasping onto and those lies that they don't want to hold on to I break that mm-hmm. and I bind that in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. Mm, that they will believe the words that you are speaking, that you are speaking over them and that you have spoken to them, Lord, and that you will speak to them, Lord, that the, that the truth would just come in and it would just break any lie. It would, it would just dissolve that lie and obliterate and destroy that lie, Lord, and let the, the truth sink in. And let, let them uh, live it out, Lord. Let them know the truth and really understand and believe the truth as you speak about who they are and, um, and the things that you just love them. You want, you want the best for them, Lord. And, and I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I thank you for that love and that showering of love just to fall down on them, mm-hmm. that you, you have created them for a purpose and and that you want to tell them about themselves. You want to tell them how special they are to you and how valuable they are to them. That, that you that they are to you and that you have placed treasure inside of them, Lord, and you they are your treasure. And you that that, that you just want to tell them that you're valuable, that you're treasure, that you're gold. You you're more than rubies. Hmm. That you mean something to me. Lord, that just speak to them, Lord. And let let those lies dissolve and let your truth come in. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: I think that, you know, they say that it's easier to find a billionaire than it is to find a a totally fulfilled person. (laughs) And truth is the only thing that can bring fulfillment. Mm. And I believe that, um, that, because we've talked a lot about god and his nature and his creating nature and how intentional he was with creating us but then what what happens next Jabri? once we fulfilled our identity that's just a step that's just the beginning of the journey people think that oh well, i got saved this must be the end of the race <laughs> no this is the beginning this is the beginning of a long spiritual journey yeah. and once we know god and there's a lot to know about god But if we don't actively pursue a personal, intentional, intimate relationship with Him on our hands and knees, by ourselves, in our room, Mm. then we'll just be a bunch of Christians with a bunch of knowledge about God. Religion. Religion. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But what is next? Once I fulfill my identity, what comes next? And Jesus said, He left us with a sign. He said, greater things than this shall you do. Mm. And he was talking about miracles that Jesus was doing. And he told us, the guy who created me, the guy whose image I was created in, told me that I was going to do greater things than what he did. How does that happen? Well, first it happens by knowing who we've been created to be. And so I believe that after knowing God as our creating God, we must know him as a sustaining God who sustains us in this current moment to fulfill, you know, fulfill his word and his will that he spoke out into the, into the earth. What's that scripture? Um, the word that I sent out will not return to me void.
0: Mm-mm-mm, Isaiah, uh, that's so good. That, <laughs> that it will not return to me void, but it will, it will complete everything I set it out to do. <laughs> and we are, we are the hands and the feet,
1: and we're the body of Christ. And I know that debris could be a foot, just, you know, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> and I could be a hand, and we must work one-on-one with each other. And so once we realize that that we're part of a bigger body, that we must individually find our purpose and our role in the body of Christ, then it's about operating in unity with our brothers and our sisters in fellowship and mm-hmm. discipline, and, and being able to, to expose the truth that's the big word, expose the truth to other people who are still living in darkness. And the Bible says that they're blind, that they have a veil over their eyes. And the only way that that veil can be removed is by Jesus, the truth, the light, the light. (laughs) And sometimes people freak out when they see the light. And that's just like the thing getting sour in our stomach. Mm. And it's it's just like when you turned on this bright light over here, I was like, man, it's so bright. (laughs) And... It's the same way whenever people get exposed to truth for the first time their flesh is screaming they don't like it there's the demons inside of them are going you know haywire and it's we all have our demons i believe but once we you know begin the journey of fulfilling our identity that's when those things begin to leave and we are actually and it's actually a matter of i believe subtracting what the world has tried to add to us mm. and being in, in simple union with God. Um, but what would you say, Jabri after, after we've began the journey of fulfilling our identity, we've said yes to Jesus. Cause that's all this is about is accepting an invitation from Christ. Mm. And that's it saying yes one more time. So I don't know where your viewers are and their walks But one thing that I would encourage to each and every one of you is to wake up every morning and say yes to the invitation that God has given you for this day. Because yesterday ended last night, and His mercies are new and fresh every morning. And like I said, this is a process that we must go on day to day of fulfilling our identity. But I would like to hear from you, Jabri, what—because I think that you're living this out better than anybody. You are— And I'm not saying this to just to to, toot your horn because we're doing the podcast together or you're my best friend, but you seriously have the most integrity in walking out a righteous life before God and before men than almost anybody I've ever seen in my life. And the fruits of that are very evident in your life. And so I would like to hear from you after we come to know Jesus, after we've accepted that invitation, then
0: what? Man, amen. So that uh, I all praise be to God, be to God, um, but it just comes from my my desire of like he said when he he struck a nerve when he said, you know, saying yes to God, and that's what I want on my tomb that he said yes to God, and so that it again you you said it so well that it's not yesterday I said yes, <laughs> you know it's. Today, right now, the next thing, I'm going to say yes to God. So wherever you are, just continue to say yes to God. So the Bible says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. <laughs> so so again, those lies and those demons or whatever you're going through, you're set free from those things when you come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm. And Jesus said, I'm the, the way and the truth. And the life. And the life. So, so he he says, the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come so you can have life and life abundantly. So again, the more you walk towards that way and find out the truth, you get more life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so saying yes to God is is a way. To first off fulfill your destiny and fulfill your identity because you're walking out what Jesus has already uh, the great things that God and Jesus have already made for you and, and predestined for you before the creation of the earth so in, in my life most Christians are like okay I got saved that's it you know I'm going to heaven I got my get out of hell free card <laughs> And but it, it's not about that. He saved you so you could save others. He saved you so you could that now that you could do a work for him, a mm-hmm. great work. And they forget that that you got saved but you were a slave before. <laughs> you were a slave before he bought you. But if we were thinking logically, if he bought us, that means that he owns us. Mm. And as your master, he says that you're free now, but it's like when you walk closer to him and you love him, you want to you wanna do things for him. Yes. <laughs> you want to love the, the, his people. You want to love him. And so saying yes to him is, is just an act of servanthood, an act of obedience. And, and that's how you find your identity. That's how you find your purpose is by serving out. It, it's by the walking. It's by the saying yes. <laughs> that's how you find out who you are when God sends you on a mission. And you're like, God, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not qualified. I'm not worthy. I'm not all this. My, my speech is, you know, improper. I say too many ums. Um, but that's when we find out who we are because when he pushed you those in, in those when he puts you in those places, it's not you doing the things, it's him working through you. And then you find out, man, that's who I am. That when I'm working in perfect conjunction with saying yes to God and allowing his spirit to work through me, that's when I'm working in perfection. Hmm. And and in, in the world the world has an idea of perfection which you can't be perfect but in the Bible I feel like you you have a perfection that's different than the world A perfection in the world is just excellence and by excellence is doing it through the spirit and let the spirit do it doing it through you mm. wow so, so I, I believe that you know that's so true and um, and you have to. Uh, you have to, again, know that God created you just like Apple created the iPhone. So doesn't Apple know everything in and out about the the phone? Mm -hmm. Just like God knows you in and out. So who would you come to to answer those questions? Um, And I'm going to jump forth and I'm going to read Jeremiah. Please do. I was actually about to ask if you could do that. Um, So Jeremiah one five says before i formed you in the womb i knew you yes before i formed you in the in the womb i knew you they knew me and so before you were born i sanctified you hmm. mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. it ain't nothing that we do it's god working through us he said i i created you I know what I know what you like. I know what you don't like. I know what you're good at. I know what you're not so good at. So just just come to me and I'll show you the way. Again, Jesus said that your your steps are ordered, but he he didn't tell you the steps. He just said, "Come follow me," mm. because I know the way. Absolutely. You know that
1: God was actually posed with a uh, with a challenge when creating us. He was posed with a uh, with a kind of a a roadblock actually, and whenever he was making us, and this scripture is so important to me because he says, Before I formed you, I knew you. That's so important because the challenge that God was faced with was how can God, a perfect being, create man in his image and still be perfect in a fallen world? And there they can't happen. So it had to be a provision. And that provision is in Christ. And I think that he knew going in that this was not going to be easy on both parties. that it it's going to take some sacrifice. Mm. And we all got one life. Jesus got one life. We got one life. And Jesus had to lay his down so that we could be with the triune nature of god in all parts for the rest of eternity because you know we we view time you know is this it's a box that we can't think outside of and god created this box that we can't think outside of and but no going in god knew the conditions he knew what would happen he knew that you would be struggling and that you would have temptations and failures and so one thing that i you know i've i've been saying in my spirit recently is god you know, I know that I've. I can't brag about anything of myself and my strength, because me fulfilling my identity um, is is still all God. It's still the drawing and the pulling in of the Holy Spirit day by day. Uh, but I can't brag about anything that I've done because I fail God daily. But He has never failed me, and nothing that I have done this far has changed His mind about loving me mm. and about seeing me through until the. Until the end product, the vision of the end product that He had for my life is fulfilled. Just like Apple, until the phone is functioning and complete, they'll run it back through the assembly line <laughs> and then make sure that it has all that it needs to be the end product. Same way with God. And so, I um, once I realized that, you know, uh, this my walk with God got a lot clearer about discovering who i was um and just personally a little bit about my testimony um and i'll just be straight up whenever i was i was hanging out with the wrong crowd when i was i started out 14 i got into drugs when i was about 14 years old um and at about the age of 17 i was you know i was convicted i had uh, several uh, charges and had to do some do court time to get through that and um and so I was in an extremely toxic relationship, um, hanging around the wrong crowds. And I got filled because here's what I did. I attached my value and my identity to the things of this world, smoking, uh, hanging out with the wrong crowds, uh, being in a toxic relationship, all the things that my flesh wanted. I was operating from the outside in mm-hmm. instead of the inside out, from my spirit and in truth. Um, but I realize, and this past year, it has not been easy to breathe, And you know the deeper parts of my story. Um, but through this process, I look at, I imagine God sees us as a, uh, a you know, we are to, to put our lives on the altar as a living sacrifice. And it gets hot on the altar. And the fire falls. And until, it, you know, it gives us image in the Bible of God as a blacksmith. And he's, he's forming us. And until He sees His creation in His work, then it's not complete. Mm. Until He sees His reflection in us, then we are not done on the altar. And in, so this past year has been a refining part of my life. And that's why I really do- dove into this study and that the, the Holy Spirit's just revealed this to me more and more about who I've been created to be. But the one thing that I've really been working on is replacing the negative emotional addictions that I have to people's approval, to things of this world, with positive spiritual truth. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I repeat it in affirmation to myself every day. I remind myself who I am. And then eventually it moves from your head to your heart, and you begin walking this thing out. You begin living it out in consistent joy and great energy with people, love, and people will begin asking you, Jabri, what do you have, man? And it happens to this guy all the time, I'll tell you. People are always asking him what he has and that they want it. And it's because this guy is consistently walking out who it, who he has been created to be. And in people, you don't you don't have to go fishing for men because the fish will come to you. <laughs> they really will. And you become you attract those type of people, and God designed us that way because we're not meant to be alone. I believe that we're meant to be a body of... Uh, together, helping other people become leaders, mm. like your mission statement for Heavenly Dose, mm. equipping leaders. And it's all, it, it, we weren't given this to keep it. Mm. We weren't given this knowledge. And that's the purpose of this podcast. So that the meditation of Jabri's prayers and his thoughts and my thoughts and prayers can, then the revelation that we've received, that we can give it back to y'all so that you may know the hope for which you're called. You may know who who's created you, and um, I have one more illustration that I'd like to share, and then I'm I'm gonna be done.
0: Well, I, I wanted to uh, speak on something that okay, you said, ahead. Uh, so I, I know that we're we're ending up, and it, it's getting kind of long. And I thank you guys for still listening, uh, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little testimony from this week, and it, it just hit me, you know, uh, to to speak on this, and I wasn't gonna speak on this, but you said that, that there's nothing that could change God's thoughts and His love for you, hmm. and uh, you said that it, you know, once it seeps down from the mind into the heart, that's when you walk it out, and on episode two, in my mind, I was I was saying that um, I, w- I was speaking to you guys and I said that you're worthy mm-hmm. that God's love for you um, it- it's unchangeable and the Holy Spirit revealed to me he said you told them that but you're not walking it out you're not you're not walking out uh, that you know it, your, yours is not in people and, and what they think and what the world thinks that I was thinking I was I was like God I haven't prayed enough. You know, I haven't been in prayer the way that I that I want to, and and I and I felt like God didn't love me, but mm. it, as much because I wasn't praying enough, and He just spoke to me. He said, "Just like you told them, you're good enough." You know, Goodness. and 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 now it's seeping down in my heart that, you know, it's not my my deeds or my dirty rags that I try to give to Him. He doesn't eat my prayers or my praise that he just wants that intimacy, and, and that'll never change. Mm. Um, so that's just a, a little testimony time, and that was on my heart, but I know Thank that you. You, you had to uh, speak on something, and uh, Absolutely. we'll wrap it up after that.
1: Yeah, it's important to note that um, even when you do fulfill your identity or start on that journey, you're still <laughs> not going to be perfect. <laughs> Yeah, you're still yes. going to struggle, uh, and I, I hope that you can see the vulnerability here, uh, that we're just being honest. Um, so, the, I, I included this in the sermon that I'm going to speak on Sunday, and my father has actually used this illustration a lot. And uh, it goes like this. And so, one time a young lady named Rachel, or whoever, just let's do a young lady. Just A, a young na- lady named Rachel purchased a book because she liked the title. But after reading the first chapter, she decided the book wasn't something that she liked. So she laid it aside and went about her life. And em- eventually, she met a man, and they be- they began dating, and they formed a relationship, and then they eventually fell in love. So, one day, she was doing some house cleaning and ran across the book she decided she didn't really like, and she noticed a peculiar peculiarity about the book. Its author had the same name as she as the man she had fallen in love with. She didn't think much about it, but later he came over for, for supper. And the next evening, she shared with him how interesting it was that the, uh, the name of the author on that book had the same name as he did. Well, he, you know, much to his, her surprise, he explained to her that the reason that they had the same name was because he was the author of that book. So that night after he left, she began reading the book. But this time, she'd found it to be the most interesting book she'd ever read in her life. And the reason? She had fallen in love with the author. And that's what happens to all those who fall in love with the author of the Bible. And that's what fulfilling our identity is about, coming to know your author, coming to know how he is, he's sustaining your life, but also knowing him as your finisher, too but it's all about this relationship with jesus this is the fulfillment of our identity it like i said at the very beginning at every turn it points to jesus and so i would encourage you to fall and once you fall in love with the author of this book you will begin to know more about yourself because he is the one who created you and this book is all about him also so that's all i have Jabri, thank you so much for this time and letting me come on your podcast and share what the Lord revealed to me to your audience. It's been a pleasure to be here with y'all, and I look forward to being
0: here again. Man, it's it's an honor for you to come. Uh, And so this episode is powered by Heavenly Doze, and you can find out more at heavenlydoze.com. And my book, I'd Rather Be on an Island, um, is out now on Amazon and the music in the intro and in the outro is by Hannah Claire uh, Love Won't, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on all the major streaming services so if you love the song go check it out and my brother Joshua Collier, uh, I don't know the, the, uh, his Twitter, his Instagram and Facebook handles will be in the uh, description So go uh, check him out and see what he's doing. And um, I love you guys. And I hope this has equipped you. Have a blessed day. Bye.